welcome to the Talk of Fame podcast. I hope everyone is enjoying their day today. And today, joining us on the podcast is the lovely Natalie Reed. Natalie's an interpreter, a stage IV cancer survivor, celebrating four years, no evidence of disease. She's also a certified life coach, master NLP practitioner, and master clinical hypothesis. She was diagnosed with colon cancer in December of 2017, completely out of the blue at age 31 years old, which it was four months before her wedding. And following next was wind world of decisions, doctor's appointments, surgery, hospital stays, rounds of chemotherapy, dealing with the side effects of treatment, coping with having a stigma, like a stoma, and of course, the emotional, mental, and spiritual trauma that comes part and partial with cancer diagnosis. Unfortunately, a year later, the cancer masterminded to her liver. In March 2019, she was suddenly facing a stage IV diagnosis. It became clear to her that she, while she can't control what was happening to her and she can't, she could control how she chose to react to it. And so she divided into the world of holistic health, mindset, manifesting personal development, and more to help shift her mindset, process her emotions, and move forward with her life with passion and purpose. After that, she became a certified master transformative life coach, EFT practitioner, master NLP practitioner, and master clinical trithermatist. Natalie's story is so inspiring. I can't wait to learn more about her personal journey to become a cancer survivor and everything she is doing after that. Natalie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time and everything you're doing is absolutely awesome. I can't wait to talk with you all about it. Thank you very much for having me on. Of course. So like when you got cancer, like when you got cancer, like how did you kind of keep track of your health even after four years of NED? Yeah. So um, actually I just had an MRI scan last week and an appointment with my oncologist. So what happens after you're diagnosed with cancer, when you finish treatments, you then go for scans every three months for the first year to two years. And then after that, you then go for scans every six months. And then when you hit that five year mark, when you're officially classed as being in remission, you then go for checkups once a year. So um, yeah, I just had mine and then still completely clear. There's no evidence of disease. So I am, yeah, thrilled to be living my cancer free life. Ooh, that's amazing. Congratulations. Like Thank how has that like, kind of the process been for you since, you know, being, you know, like not being diagnosed with cancer and still kind of getting those MRIs to make sure the cancer is not there anymore? Like how has it kind of been like that for you? It's definitely, uh, so those who are battling cancer, um, we call it scanxiety because we have an anxiety of the scan. And the first, I would say year or so was really, really tough because on the run up, you get really anxious. You can't sleep. You start thinking about all of those negative what if scenarios and you imagine all the ways things can go wrong and how you could possibly suffer and die. Um, and as time went on, I was like, okay, well, like I can't control if the cancer comes back or not, but I can control how I react to it. So last week was my scan week. And what I did was I created a wellness week for myself. I focused on my nutrition. I organized meeting up with friends for like breakfast and lunch. Um, I practice meditation and gratitude every single day. I'm also a um, clinical hypnotherapist. So I actually created my own hypnotherapy audio to listen to. So the whole week was all about taking care of myself and prioritizing myself self-care so that 
I wasn't consumed by stress and anxiety for that entire week. And it's such a completely different approach rather than losing sleep and stressing. I felt energized and happy to have the scan results. So I knew where I stood. Yeah, that is like awesome that you like thought of like doing that because I know it's when people kind of have those MRIs after uh, kind of being in kind of remission, people like to put mm-hmm. in. And like when people do that, they just kind of like, they're going to do work to get my mind off it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to stress, but it's like, and that I never thought of actually just putting everything down and just really think like, okay, well, what's best for me? Like, do I need to meditate? Should I go on a walk? Should I go on a, a run or should I go out with friends? It's always, when you're going through cancer or even in remission, it's always good to get support from your friends or family. Because, you know, cancer can be very difficult. And from my experience, like when my grandma got diagnosed, it was very difficult on me, of course, was, because everyone, of course, cancer um, journey is different, but also can, mm-hmm. I know, I'm sure you can say the same thing as well, but it can really just impact like, mental well-being. So it's really good to have, like you said, like those moments where you should take everything off your schedule and just really take time for yourself to really prepare yourself for the worst if that ever happens. Exactly. And it's, I mean, the second time I got cancer, I actually had went back to work while I was still going through chemo. And I really had to learn to take breaks. And I think a lot of us like, we really like this, like this hustle culture, this mentality of like, I've always got to be busy. So even if you put cancer aside, anyone going through anything traumatic, we get so busy doing other stuff that we forget to just take care of ourselves and to put ourselves and our needs and our mental well-being at the top of our priority list Mm -hmm. so this is why i was like okay let me take a step back because you know i am a wife and i am a mother to a four month old and a two and a half year old i have my own business like i've got a lot of balls in the air things that i'm juggling but i was like i just need to take this time for myself and i think more people can take a leaf out of my book and decide to actually, you know what, I am going to prioritize my own self-care and my mental health because I deserve it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like I know with me, like, I'm the person that loves to work and to keep myself busy. I'm literally always on the go, no matter what day it is. And sometimes I realize like I need to actually slow it down. Like mm-hmm. sometimes like I'll know like, when I'm mentally exhausted or when I'm tired or when I just need a break. And those are the type of things that people should do often is really just think like, am I doing this for myself or am I just doing it to really just put myself out there and stress myself for no apparent reason? And sometimes like when I feel those moments, I'm like highly like it's not good for you to be on the go every single day, even if you're sick and you don't feel right. Like, because even when I'm sick, I'm always going, I'm like mm-hmm. always doing something. So when I'm even sick or just dealing with health stuff, I'm just like, are you serious? Like, I don't need to slow down, but it's like, I just feel that I need to feel, if I need to feel better, that's what I need to do, you know? So it's like, it just feels like a constant need for some people for, to be always on the go to make themselves happy, even though it might not be the best for their well-being. Oh, definitely. And a lot of that, it's just a habit. You're just used to behaving in this way. 
and maybe like you see your parents and they're working hard and you see your friends and they're you know they're always on the go and nobody takes a break but actually when you feel that way that is your body telling you like hey stop we need to slow down we need a break and actually by having breaks and practicing mindfulness or taking a few minutes out of your day just to connect with yourself and be present you will end up being more productive in the end more creative because you've got more energy i like to call them pockets of peace yeah so i mean you can do something really simple like a five minute breath work exercise when you're feeling stressed and pressed or really anxious or wired or you can't sleep or you've got a mental block or a creative block whatever it is that you're dealing with or something really traumatic like waiting for your scan just by practicing five minutes of a really simple breathwork technique where you're just mindfully breathing it changes everything because you are getting more oxygen in your body and guess what you need oxygen to live Mm -hmm. but it also allows you to get rid of the carbon dioxide dioxide in your body and allows your body to relax and your brain just to connect to that present moment and it, it leaves you feeling refreshed and energized and and like you can do that anywhere Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can really do it anywhere. Basically, even though like when you take just five minutes to really just focus on your breathing, it's you, because there are, when you said like oxygen makes you breathe, it makes you a living human. And so mm-hmm. when you take that five minutes waiting for a scan or you're waiting to figure out what's going on with yourself or you're trying to figure out like, why am I so stressed? Why am I having so much anxiety? Just have those five minutes or five, 10 minutes to really just focus on your breathing. And then five, and then a couple minutes later, just really think like, okay, what just happened to myself? Like what just happened? And so like with me, I'm just like, sometimes when I'm overwhelmed. I do those five minutes of breathing. Because when you breathe for five minutes, it will change everything. You'll calm down. You, you will be more relaxed and you'll be like, okay, you have more of a chance to really think about what happened than having so much anxiety and is being really overwhelmed and that you can't really think clearly at all. Definitely. I mean, anxiety, what it is, is we are either thinking about the past, a past event, a past trauma, or, you know, something that we're replaying in our mind, or we are thinking about the future and playing out what if scenarios in our, in our minds, that is where the anxiety comes from because we are either in the past or the future. So by doing the breath work or meditating or journaling, whatever you want to do in that moment in time brings you to the present moment. And that's where you find those moments of peace and at oneness. Yeah, exactly. And like, what was it kind of like for you to when you got diagnosed with cancer? It was really hard. I mean, I am British, but I live in Germany. So when I was told I was diagnosed like it was all in German and like I was learning the language but like you know most of it went over my head I didn't really understand a lot of what was being said um and I just couldn't believe it like just suddenly out of the blue at 31 that's it boom you've got cancer now we're going to talk about surgery now we're going to talk about chemo and I'm like what do you what do you mean I'm getting married in four months it was such a hard time it was really overwhelming and in the end I like actually repressed a lot of my emotions because I just I didn't know how to process what was happening Mm 
But then what happens when you don't feel those emotions, like they're not going anywhere. In fact, they are festering under the surface. And then you get like, I call it my rage monster. You just like, you start snapping at people because you just, it just bubbles over out of nowhere. And so it's actually when the cancer returned a year later that I was like, okay, I have to, I have to learn how to process my emotions. I need to have coping strategies. I need to have tools and resources and people to help me because like the cancer came back that was my worst fear Mm -hmm. and I had no control over that right but I could control how I reacted to it and that's where our power lies and that's kind of everything I do as a hypnotherapist and as a life coach is to support people to go from trauma to triumph it's all about taking your power back and learning emotional resilience and actual like strategies to be like, okay, how do I manage my stress? How do I banish anxiety? How can I release my limiting beliefs? How can I feel worthy of, of love and prioritizing my self care? Like these are all the things that helped me on my journey that I now help others um, to discover themselves. Yeah. Because like when you were diagnosed with cancer the second time, like it can really kind of change your perspective on when your first time you got cancer because of course you know like kind of what you've been through but and what to expect but also you kind of know how to take care of yourself more the second time than you did the first because when you go through the first time you're like what should I do like what do I do this how do I take care of myself but when you do the second time you're like okay what what did I do the first time that what helped me during this process? Where is something new that I can try that didn't work? You know, just try different ideas and uh, like wellness stuff to really just kind of get you through mentally and also physically during that second time. Yeah, it's so important because I mean, the second time when it came around, they're like, hey, it's your stage four now. So it's like, there isn't a stage five. Do you know what I mean? Like it's this either works or we're talking about palliative care and you're going to die. Like there, there was no other step for me. So I was like, okay, well, then I need to do everything in my power to be happy, to heal myself holistically as much as possible, to make the most out of every day that I have because it's not guaranteed. Yeah. And now that I am four years, no evidence of disease, I have two beautiful children. I have my own business. Like I have the most amazing life, but Mm -hmm. I could have spent the last four years paralyzed by fear, Mm -hmm. but I didn't do that. And that's, that's kind of like the gift that I want to help other people with, because no matter what happens in life, we're all going to have difficulties because that's the human experience. It's about being able to move through it and and find those moments of happiness and joy. And when you go through cancer, you've got a team of people looking after you physically, you've got your doctors and oncologists and the nurses, but most of us don't actually have a mental health team. And Mm. that's, it's so important to actually find people and the community that can help you through that. Definitely. And like, how did shifting your mindset kind of change your journey to passion and purpose? It was completely different. The first time I got diagnosed with cancer, like I said, I shut down. And that meant that I put my life on hold, canceled everything, no dreams, no holidays, everything got canceled. 
<clears throat> sorry. And then the, the second time when I got diagnosed and I was like, well, you know what? Life is a gift and every day is a beautiful experience. So I'm going to make plans for the future. I'm planning on still being around and, and having this mindset of I'm still going to be here and I'm going to be positive and I'm going to experience gratitude and just find things that make me joyful and also not care so much about all the things that don't serve me anymore. And, and that was the beautiful thing about that, having that mindset of now, nothing else is scary. Like once you've battled cancer and come up the other side, nothing is so scary anymore. It's like, okay, you want to go sing karaoke? Do it. You want to start your own business? Do it. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's exciting rather than scary because the scariest thing is cancer. Yeah, basically, the scariest thing is over. Like, after you do the scary thing, you might as well just go celebrate and do something fun for yourself. Like, maybe going to a concert or going out to a karaoke, going out with friends. Like, just do something fun. Because, of course, you're not doing it for yourself. Well, you're doing it for yourself, but also celebrating what you achieved and what you went through. Exactly. It's making the most out of your life. And, and that's one of the biggest learnings for my cancer journey is, so many people go through their lives and they're not actually living they are going to work in a job that they hate saving for maybe their one holiday a year and just wishing their life away hoping and praying for the weekends to come by so that they can go out and enjoy themselves because they hate their lives and i'm like hey if i'm still going to be here then i need to create a life that i love a mm -hmm. life worth living and that is scary. It is challenging and it pushes me out of my comfort zone. But it's so rewarding. And I think you shouldn't have to go through something really traumatic to realize how precious life is mm -hmm. and to just not be not allow your fear of doing something out of your comfort zone stop you from moving forward because fear ki kills a hell of a lot more dreams um, than anything else. Oh, wonderous. Yeah, because you like, like, I like what you said before about like, don't wait for something to happen to do something that you always want to do or mm -hmm. the scariest thing. Because even if you do that, like, get diagnosed with something or have a health problem or something, like, you don't, don't let that stop you in the future for doing something. Even though you might be like, oh, I want to get a dog before I die, or I want to go to hawaii like yeah. before anything happens like do that like like before like you don't know what's gonna happen like this like just take in the moments that you have in the moment because who knows you might not have that for a while for a while yeah and it's it sounds morbid but i mean like you could be hit by a bus tomorrow right mm -hmm. and so it's like if you think to yourself well if tomorrow was my last day what regrets would i have and it makes you look at things in a different perspective, it makes you be a bit more daring, a little bit more um, confident to try new things because it's it's totally okay to try new things and maybe it's not going to work out at the beginning, but you still did it and that is an amazing experience and it's it's brave to actually stretch yourself out of that comfort zone. It really is. And like, how did you kind of overcome the PTSD that came with the cancer diagnosis? <clears throat> oh a lot of work <laughs> it doesn't just disappear when you when you have something really traumatic happen you really need to seek professional help so I had a talking therapist but I also did hypnotherapy and meditation 
I did journaling, I did breathwork exercises, I did art therapy, dance therapy, um, emotional freedom technique, which is amazing. That's um, tapping. Um, that's when you know, it's based on the ancient Chinese medicine of acupuncture, where we've got these different pressure points in our body and, and you basically you tap it out and you release that energy and you replace it with something positive and it's so powerful it's it's absolutely amazing but yeah it's ptsd just doesn't disappear you have to do the work and for me a talking therapist was so helpful but the holistic work like the hypnotherapy and eft and neurolinguistic programming allowed me to have a more rapid emotional and mental healing so they work in parallel with each other and like honestly if you're experiencing anything traumatic really seek professional help because it's it's really going to help you pretending that it's not there is just going to make it worse yeah it really is going to make it worse because when you're going through something traumatic mentally and you would should really seek support during that time because it's always <laughs> good to talk about it i mentioned a few times on a podcast before but if you don't talk about it, then it's, it's going to hit you inside and you're just going to let that out in anger onto other people around you. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, and I can see probably for other people as well, but it's you don't kind of want to affect your family and friends that way and letting that darkness or holding past those past um events or something literally just letting out for something for, to someone that's did nothing wrong so it's always good to have maybe like a therapist or join a couple of classes to really just grab that anger out of you and this kind of fear like what's going on like I need to talk to someone about this because if you hold it in it's just going to make you 100 times worse than it already is exactly and like if you're not ready to talk to a therapist, one of the things that I find the most powerful is journaling. And mm -hmm. this is where you basically like, <clears throat> you can just write about what your fears are, what you're experiencing. I mean, you can get journal prompts. I have journal prompts on my social media for people if they need the assistance and guidance of like, what should I write about? Um, and if you're not a writer, you can actually do verbal journaling where you just like leave yourself voice notes on your phone. But getting it out is so helpful because you're not keeping it locked in. And mm. sometimes when you actually read it back, you're like, okay, well, that's actually a ridiculous fear. Like that's never going to happen. Or you read it and you think, okay, well, how can I make that better? Do you know what I mean? Like it it's allows you to start having the perspective and the tools to be able to move forward exactly like with having like the tools it really does make you look forward because like whenever you're seeing um journaling prompts or meditating or going on a walk like using those prompts really just helps you so much men mentally and physically and it really just pushes you to move forward with that topic or whatever you're going through exactly it's honestly it is so powerful and i wish that more people did it it's one of those things you think, oh, I don't want to spend time doing it. But I mean, you could literally just do it the first five minutes of your day. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's just easy. Like this, like you, everyone has a couple minutes of their day to kind of relax and this could use a breather and you can just use those five minutes to like meditate or journaling mm -hmm. or just focus on your breathing. Like it doesn't take that long. You can do it for an hour. You can do 10 minutes. You can do it 30 minutes. Like depending on how long you want to do it for, I know everyone's different, but taking time for yourself every single day is seriously important to really just figure out like, okay, well, I'm doing work all day. How can I make time for myself? Like five, 10 minutes out of that day. Exactly. I mean, like a lot of my journaling, like I said, I do it verbally and I do it on the walk to drop my son off for nursery in the morning because that is the 10 minutes of time that I have. And so I just stick my, um, my AirPods in and I just talk to myself as I'm walking. Like I set my intention for the day. I talk about what I'm feeling or what I'm experiencing. <clears throat> and it's a really great way to start the day. And I fit it into something I'm doing already. Mm-hmm. And like, how can we kind of harness the power of the subconscious cultivating an unbreakable mindset? The subconscious mind is so amazing. So I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but studies have shown that actually 95% of our behaviors and decisions come from our subconscious mind. Only 5% is that rational, logical mind. And the rest of it is like from your core beliefs, your limiting beliefs, your past experiences, your your trauma, your memories, um, all of that is in the subconscious. And that's actually where most of our decisions and behaviors come from. So we can actually use hypnotherapy um, or neuro-linguistic programming, which is a really cool um, alternative medicine technique and we can dive straight down to the root at your subconscious level and then rewire your neural pathways so that we can get rid of the emotional connection that you have to this memory or trauma or whatever event it is and then replace it with something positive and it's amazing because it allows for a rapid emotional and mental healing and it's just it's out of this world i'll give you an example I had to go in for a checkup a few months ago when I was pregnant with my daughter and I had to walk past the room where I got my cancer diagnosis in. And I had um, one of my colleagues do a neurolinguistic programming session with me where we really focused on the memory and the language and the things that I was experiencing. And through this process, she managed to get rid of my negative connection to that memory and replace it with one of gratitude so when i went to the hospital not only was i not triggered i felt immense gratitude wash over me because i was like this is where they found my cancer this is where my life was saved Ooh. rather than feeling triggered and like how powerful is that when one one session that i could feel that way that i could get rid of that negative trauma attached to that memory. The memory is still there, but by using this technique, I don't have an emotional connection to that anymore. So I don't feel triggered by it. And that is why I'm like, harnessing the, the power of your subconscious mind is so, so powerful. It really is. Like that's like, like when you said earlier, I'm like, are you serious like if you're yeah. watching the like youtube version right now you would see like you saw my face like this is a jaw drop like i had no idea 90 percent 
of that is really caused by ourselves, which is absolutely, yeah. I never really thought of that. But I would, I want to um end it off with this question, but um, what has like been the most significant change you've seen in yourself that you are living with cancer, like in remission? For me, I feel like I am an unapologetic like version of myself. Now I live a life true to myself and not everybody's going to like me, but I don't care because I'm, I'm so happy. I've literally manifested the life of my dreams. I do a lot of law of attraction work within, within my business. And um, yeah, I'm so I'm happy and I'm confident and I'm moving forward and I'm helping support other people do the same. And the version of me pre-cancer never would have done that. So yeah, I feel like Mike, that's the gift that I took from cancer is to be more brave and confident and just to make the most out of every day that you have. Yeah, I love that. Like, it's just crazy to see like how much really does cancer really kind of really impacts you mentally and physically, whether it's like kind of growing yourself or just kind of fighting for what you what for what you have left in you. And also just never like letting those hardships and your health really just back you down. That's really the most important thing. Yeah, and, and it doesn't, you don't even have to have gone through cancer. I think for all of us, that's the lesson to be learned, isn't it? That we need to make the most out of, of our lives because we've only got one and mm-hmm. nobody's gonna do it for you. So go out there and, and be brave and, and make those decisions. and. And if you need help, that that's okay. There are people out there, and yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's tons of help out there. Like, everyone uh, always has something to go to, or really just have something to talk about their mental health. And there's so many resources out there. Like, go like go out to maybe schedule a therapist appointment, or go reach out to a mental health professional, or even talk to your family's friends and family about it. Because who knows, like. They might have gone through the exact same thing, or they maybe can give you some advice on or what you can do. Because any per- thing that you say to your friends and family, or even mental professionals or therapists, could really just help you so much with how you live every single day and how you how you look. Your body is mentally exactly. And actually, if there is anybody listening who is going through cancer, I've actually created um, an amazing resource full of all the things that I have done on my own journey, and it's completely free. It's called the ultimate cancer recovery workbook. And it even comes with a bonus guided meditation, where you can access an oasis of calm and just really release any of those negative emotions or feelings you're having to access inner peace and that's completely free and you can just download that straight from my social media Ooh, everyone go check it out i seriously love that and thank you so much natalie for coming on it was such an honor to talk with you like thank you for everything you're doing and yeah like you're seriously so tough and amazing and thank you um for taking the time i really appreciate it and thank you so much everyone for listening and i hope everyone enjoyed this episode make sure to rate subscribe like this episode it means so much and thank you everyone for listening i hope everyone has a great day and thank you natalie again for coming on thanks for having me of course have a great rest of your day okay you too